down there to do the uh, the walk-in, the intro for him, and then we went made our way into the stadium to watch the press conference itself. I am jacked beyond belief. Dude, I am, I am beyond, like, I know, I, I know my role in whatever is Nebraska fandom that a thousand people want to try to say that I'm Captain Negative and all of those things, but... I am beyond jacked of this hire. No, you're not captain negative. This is this is one of those moments that I think that hopefully we look back on in four or five years and we're excited that we were down here for this. I couldn't it's agree one more. Of those, it's one of those things that I like it's like it would be really cool to be able to tell my kids in like fifteen years, hey, these last couple national championships by this coach. <laughs> I was there I was I was there the first day he walked up the stadium steps. I was there. I was standing right behind Jed when he shook his hand. Yeah! <laughs> like, how much fun would that be to be able to Dude, say that? Like, uh, I've never been so happy to touch another dude's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You you and Matt. Matt's not with us, but you and Matt, I don't know about that. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Maybe not I'm, the hand thing. I, I, I apologize for cheating on you, Matt. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> well, it, from one Matt to another. That's true. That's very true. Yes. Um, it today today ruled. I guess I would say. <laughs> For lack of a better phrase, today definitely yes. did rule. And we are drinking the roulade. Uh, <laughs> T-shirts coming soon. But yes, legitimately, check us out. We are going to have Big Red Junkies drink the roulade T-shirts yep. out very soon. Yep. No, but but one of my big things, like we, so you know, you and I. We're, we're right here. You don't have to yell. I'm, I'm fuck up. Anyway. <laughs> no, but you and I were in the stadium. We were watching the press conference. And there were a handful of times where we were, like, nudging each other for whatever comment, certain comments Matt Rule would make. And one of the big ones was just, he understands the process of how this is going to have. Uh, he, he talked about how, hey, we might not be successful today, but we're going to wake up and try to be better tomorrow. That was that was one of those that was one of those uh, statements uh, segments of the press conference that really hit me. Um, there were multiple times I told you uh, that. I teared up a handful of times. Yeah, I mean a couple times for sure. Um, that got me in the, my feels. And, I mean, I say that in my everyday life where I try to be as good as I can be to the people around me. And if I fail, I, I just wake up tomorrow and I try to be a better person. And the stuff that Matt Rule was saying in the press conference 
I know that when the announcement came with Scott Frost being fired, uh, Trev Alberts had this press conference and he talked about how he's not looking to win the press conference. He fucking won it today, though. He, Jesus Christ. Whether he won it or not, Matt Rule won the press conference. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think I think what he meant that meant that by his press by his statement earlier was by the coach talking. I'm not trying to win the press. I don't I don't think that was I don't think that was his intention by far. No. One thing that they did by introducing him on Saturday or saying, "Hey, we we made the hire on Saturday. Let him get his face out there on college yep. game day. Get his limelight. Go go do that. Go do that thing. It, all that stuff only helps with recruiting." Yeah, some people are like, "Oh, I, I, you know, I've seen a few people online. Why did why they why they not do the press conference on Saturday?" Well, first of all, he wasn't he was on family vacation. He was somewhere on some island, literally that that morning when he was uh, on game day. He was on a Zoom on his phone, like that's how they that's how they did it to bring him into game day. He was on a Zoom on his phone with a blurred out background because he was on like a beach somewhere. Like the the guy was. I don't even care where he was. Hey, That's he was not available to do a press conference that day. And you know what? I actually enjoyed the fact that, A, they got him out there, got his got his face out there as the new head coach yep. of Nebraska. Yep. But then they did the press conference right today. Yes. They they set it up. They let the fans get out. And, you know, you made, you made reference to the fact that Frost was announced on a Sunday. Yeah. And... Uh, that there was ample time for fans to get out there and do that. And we all knew f- that was the hire at the time. Yes. This is a little bit more of a quick surprise. Yep. And the the fan turnout, I thought, I thought even with as fast as it was, it was on a Monday, not a Sunday. But on a Monday, midday, people were still at work. The fan turnout was still awesome, I thought. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd love to see what it looked like inside the field house because uh, it sounded like there were a lot more people in there than there was here. At least they sounded like they were talking to a giant group. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was still a great number of people that actually showed up out in front of the stadium and, and went into the stadium with us. But, you know, it was it was a fun atmosphere. And it was really cool to just to just be a part of it. So here's my number one question because we haven't we haven't met since the announcement was put out there on yep. Saturday. You're right. Just give me your gut reaction to Matt Rules hiring as Nebraska's head coach. So I'm not gonna tr- I'm not gonna call Trey Alberts a liar, but he did say that Matt Rule was our one A. I loved the fact that he said we talked to, and he and he also uh, uh, interrupted himself by saying interview is a bad term. I talked to 13 people. And I loved the fact that he said that. I even, like, elbowed you being like... Oh, yeah, you did. Dude, I love that. Because it's it's the transparency of the, of the whole scenario. He didn't say who the names were, and that that's fine. And, and that'll never be known. No. And even if it is, who the fuck cares? That, that, and that when part it comes down to, too, I mean, what if... Like, there were probably a lot of guys that he didn't have a real, like... A real thought in his mind. I'm going to give him a chance at this job. But I'd kind of like to know what they think about the job, about what it is. Like, like it was reported way early on the first week. Oh, you met with Urban Meyer. You know what? I'm sure he did talk to Urban Meyer about this job. And you know what he probably asked him? What do you think about 
like coaching at Nebraska. What do you think that next head coach is going to think and look for at Nebraska? Those what questions are, weren't about him coaching. No, just about the job in and of itself. That's what that's what I mean. Yes. What do you What do you think is going to serve me best to pitch about the University of Nebraska when I talk to these head coaching candidates? Yes, you know questions like that because I I don't honest to God I don't think Urban Meyer's in a place in his career. Mostly just from a, um, a physical standpoint, an age standpoint, he's had. I mean, he's left two jobs now for um, health reasons, quote unquote health, quote unquote reasons. health reasons, yeah. whatever you want to say. Yes. But yes. he's left two jobs for those reasons being cited. Yes. That doesn't look good on a resume when you're going to a job that is a total rebuild. No. And he's a guy who winning stresses out more than anything in the world. Yep. Like I, I, I don't know that I've seen a head coach be affected like he has from from a standpoint of wins or losses. And so I've always thought the reality of him taking this job was pretty slim in the beginning because it's a full rebuild. Yeah. It is a take it to the studs, let's fucking get all the mold out of here and we got to rebuild this thing from the ground up. Yep. That's the way this has to happen. And there's there's there are things that have to be taken down. There are mannerisms and just overall psyche things that have been built over the last five years in some of these upperclassmen and some of these guys that are still going to be here that has to be torn down before they can be built back up. And, and that's one of the good things about if you go, if you go back and listen to the Matt Rule press conference. He talked about the process. He talked about our mission is to win from day one, but we also know that that's not realistic. And if we, our goal is to win every day. Our goal is to be better every day. Every the next phase and everything is to be better, and, better than we were yesterday. And if you're not, then you try harder tomorrow. That that's it. That like yep. that's that's in the in a nutshell. That that was his vision. That he put across to the the uh, the team, the fan base, the just the whole program in and of itself of Nebraska football. Like our goal is to win every day. Our goal is to be better every day. If we fail at that, that sucks. But we're gonna wake up tomorrow and try harder. Well, one of the things that I think, not only today in the press conference, but in his game day interview on Saturday, yep. that he that he has referenced a couple different times. Here, here's the here's the thing for me. I don't want a head coach coming to Nebraska, looking backwards, saying it can be just like it was in the past. We can resurrect this program to being a national championship program nope. and do things the way we used to do them in Nebraska. No, nope. because that's what Nebraska's always been. Nope. No, it's 2022. It is not t- 1995. It is not 1997. We don't have those abilities to do those things anymore, mostly because a lot of what we did back in the 90s isn't something you could do today. No. Not from a schematic perspective. Nope. Not from a taking steroids or or paying <laughs> players under the table perspective. Like, I know people don't want to talk about that. It's but reality. That's a reality. Yep. And you know what? We're going to have to have real strength and conditioning coaches in here that aren't just armed with syringes. Yep. It's going to be a real thing. And I'm, I'm very excited about the assistant strength and conditioning coach that he's already got coming down. Uh, if you 
mean, there's, I, a, there's a slight difference between what they look like. I understand that, but um, that doesn't mean that somebody knows more than the other person. You're absolutely whatever, correct. Right? Just, you're absolutely correct. I get it. There could be a beer-bellied, large-bearded man out there that knows way more than a guy who looks ripped to shit. There could be. About working out. That's you're why. absolutely correct. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being facetious as facetious as that sounds. I know. I know. But I'm even more excited about the fact that we have him on staff already. And they're anticipating bringing in his boss, the actual strength and conditioning coach, from the fucking Panthers. When's the last time you heard of an NFL strength and conditioning coach taking a step back and going to a college program? I, I don't look at it as t- taking a step back, though. Okay, that's fair. However you want to look at it. I get what you're saying. I still think it's cool. That, but the NFL is the precipice. That is the ultimate. It is. No, I get it. That's also the place where most players already have their workout regimens down and they know how to take care of their bodies by that point. So you're right. Maybe it's actually not a step back from a standpoint that he's actually going to have to teach some of these guys how to do some of this shit, which might be a different thing. It, but it, for me, for me, it's more about just how you look at it. So I don't look at it. I'm not trying to say that I look at it as a step up because that would be also be silly because the NFL is the pinnacle. I get that. I'm just saying, I don't look at it as a step back because I still have said countless times that I believe that the Nebraska football job, whether that's head coach, assistant coach, strength and conditioning coach, whatever else, is a top 15 job because of the commitment that we that we sell to our program. So... Top 15 in college, though, not... Yeah, no, 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 yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But when you're a top 15 college job, you are... I'm not I'm, I'm not going to be silly and say you're equivalent to the NFL, because the NFL is the NFL. But it's not like it's a step back where you are being demoted. Yeah. If you're a top 15 job in college, you are a very high-profile job. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to equate an NFL job to a college job. I don't even give a flying fuck if you're Alabama. You are not e- equating to an NFL job. Just not. But it's not like it's a step back where you're being demoted. That's my point. Well, that's. I mean, I mean, I guess the way that I set that up was probably a little bit skewed because I wasn't saying that about you. I was just I don't sounding think, in general. I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's a step back from the standpoint of. You know, financially or prestige yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. It's a step down from the athletes that he was working with. You're right. We can all admit. Yep. You know, obviously, the best athletes in football are playing the NFL. Yep. They're not playing in college. Yep. And there's a lot of guys you're going to have to train up and you're going to have to coach up from a standpoint of their own health that will make them better than they are right now, which you're probably not going to have to do as much of that in the NFL. It might be a step back. It's just not a demotion in my mind. Yeah, sure. But yes, I get he it. Also, he also might, I mean, if the guy's coming back to a college, if he's if he's coming to Nebraska, he might also just actually enjoy working with collegiate athletes over working with professional athletes who, you know, I, I mean, it, it has to be kind of a, a probably a pain in the ass to work with a Tom Brady who has his own uh, dietary science book yep. and, you know, all these guys have their different methods and their different doctors and things that they spend all their excess amounts of money on. By the to, way, to, to, to do different things that you don't have to, you don't have to combat that in college. Does that qualify as a Patriot reference? No. Okay. He's a Buccaneer. 
He's a Buccaneer. Sorry, I had to say it. And, and Matt's not on here to push the button. So it's, a, it's, it's a Buccaneer reference. Um, no, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, like, absolutely. Like, you don't have those guys that are, you know, there's no way that a strength and conditioning coach is going to Tom Brady and saying, hey, no. this is how you should be doing this. No. Whereas there's no player in college that is already set in his ways saying, this is how I do it, you can go fuck off. 100%. So, I think I think in some ways, it might actually be a, a, an easier job, a better job to be in college. Yes. So, I don't know about that. But, that's not what we're here to talk about. No, that's we're, fine. We're not here no. to talk about strength and conditioning. I think that's very important for us. It is. I think one of the biggest things that he really honed in on and repeated multiple times today, he even said it in the uh, game day interview, was... I want to win at the line of scrimmage. Yep. And we're all about toughness. Yep. And developing players to be tough and win at the line of scrimmage. And how many times have you and I said it back and forth a bazillion fucking times? To win in the Big Ten, you have to win at the line of scrimmage. You can have a great quarterback. You can have a great running back. You can have awesome wide receivers and awesome corners. Everything around it. If you don't win at the line of scrimmage, you can't finish games in the Big Ten. It's It proved itself in the Minnesota game for us this year. It proved itself in the Wisconsin game in the last minute of the game. If we don't win the line of scrimmage, eventually we will lose the game, even if we look like we're winning from the beginning. I, I do everything that I can, no matter how much people want to give me shit. And I, I, I accept everything, whatever. I don't want to be an I told you so guy. I really don't. Nobody but, can take the moment and say I told you no, so. No, I, I will take, not. Take, take the no, moment say I told you so. You can say that, but I won't. Well, because, he, told, he told us so. But I said from the very beginning of the season how questionable I am on our offensive line and our depth. I said at the very beginning of the season how questionable I am at our defensive line and our depth. And you even gave me shit, like, dude, shut the I, fuck I up. I fun of you. Yes. I literally made fun of you I in know. defensive preview. Like, but at the same time, like, but on our way down to Lincoln for this press conference and everything else, I said, I said to you, I love the youth that we were able to play with all year. Now... I love the youth that we were able to play with all year and that will probably, who knows who transfers, that's a different conversation, but as it stands right now, I love the youth that we have coming back for next year. We still need to build depth, but with how he was, how he phrased what he said, as far as how he needs to, he wants to build his team in the trenches. He wants to build the team in strength on the lines. You start from the line and you work your way out. That that like just like was a man after my own heart. Like I mean, you're just, telling me. I just I again of the multiple times that you and I kind of elbowed each other through that press conference. That was another one where we were just like, preach, brother, preach. Like that might have been one of the times he made me tear up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's just like. He under that. That's why. That's why you know. I. I don't know what. It's it, one thing to understand that in the Big Ten you need giants. Yes. In the trenches, it's a total, total different package 
when you're looking at it from a standpoint of my team needs built on the line. Yep. And then I build from there. And that's, I mean, that's kind of the difference of the way we've looked at it over the last couple of years. It's all, it's been all about bring in skill position guys, bring in all these extra guys and, and, and target these quarterbacks and these different things. In the and all those guys are great, but at the same you time. You need those guys to win, but those guys are not nearly as effective. Yeah. Casey Thompson would be 10 times better quarterback if he had time in the pocket. And he's really good. He's really good. I would, I, you know, the local media guys, they're all talking, oh, why would he come back? He has a master's degree, and next week he'll have a master's degree. He wants to get on with his life. Why would he come back and be under this coaching staff and, and, and put his body through another year of Big Ten football, do all this, blah, blah, blah. You, they're, Everybody's writing him off as not an NFL quarterback, not a guy who could play in the NFL. He's not right now. He's not right now. But if you take him and the way he played this year – and you give him a solid offensive line to play behind and give him time in the pocket and time to do some things and maybe not get beat the fuck out of every game, you have no idea what kind of an NFL prospect he could be because he's very clearly extremely bright between the ears. Yep. And he... The, the dude dominates a press conference. I, he I, sounds great at the podium, which is something that a lot of NFL teams look for. And he also, maybe he has a different different presence in the locker room, but he also seems like a true natural-born leader. How he didn't get voted as a captain, maybe it was a timing whatever. thing. Maybe there were too many yeah. guys that had been there for too long, blah, yeah. blah, whatever. Who cares? I don't know. Yeah. He seems to me like an I take accountability and like a leadership type of guy, and I would absolutely love to see him back for next year. So my, as far as the captain thing go, and I'll get into the Casey Thompson thing in a second. I don't, I, I, I agree with you, but I also don't care because like Indominus Sue was not a captain, but he, he was, was his last year. But he was a he was a leader on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Like the point is, are you a leader on the field? Like you can be a captain, like having the C on your chest or whatever else and that's great but are you a leader on the field and to me that's what fucking matters so and what it has been Casey Thompson that, that's exactly what you know, I care about that was something that you and I kind of butted heads on in a preseason show I don't remember which one yeah but you made the comment that you've heard he's not a great leader yes yes and I was there well, some off field I don't know we, we, we had heard that there was some off field Personal, like who the fuck cares? Yeah, who, who knows? Whatever. Whatever. He, he probably yeah. came in as one of the, you know, oh, he's he, Mickey Joseph's coming in, a new hot shot guy from LSU, yep. and he's one of his favorites, so we probably don't like him that or much. Or like certain like women stuff or whatever. And I didn't hear anything about that. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, but honestly, that's irrelevant. Like, if you can lead on the field, then you can lead on the field. Yeah. Period. That's I, what. That's what your job is. Yes. Is football. We're, we're not asking you to, to, to be a leader of men from a religious standpoint or whatever you want to talk about. It's Are, are you able to lead in a football game and in a football team? Yep. That's what we're asking you to do. You know, Matt Rule made the comment, I don't want to just affect men's lives by making them good at football. I want to make them uh, a, a steward of every the community they touch. He talked about of the community. community yep. of, of any place that... He, he made the comment, any place that you see a Husker football player, I want you to know that it is better for them having been there. Uh-huh. And I love that. 
I love, you know, when when we came back from our honeymoon a couple weeks ago, when we came back from Vegas. I don't, Not you I don't, and me. No, no, no. Me and Tabitha. When we came back, uh, we were, were down waiting for our bags, and there was a uh, Husker player that was waiting for his bags. He oh, really? just come hey, back. You tell me this. Well, I don't, I don't remember who it was for sure, but I, I actually didn't recognize the player. But he was dressed in, you know, an Adidas tracksuit, okay. Nebraska stuff. Um, and uh, uh, an older gal asked if he was a Husker player. Okay. And he said, yeah, I don't even know if he was a football player. He was not a very big dude. Whatever. Um, and I didn't recognize him, but he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I am. And he ended up standing there, and he had like a 10 to 15-minute conversation with her while we're waiting for bags to come in. And he was, he was very genuine, and, and he had conversations with her about his family and what was going on. And when Matt Rule said that, it made me think of that moment. But also made me think of being impactful in the community in, in a way that there's a lot of, you know, we, we talked about it when I read the Angry Dutch thing a couple of shows ago. Yep. He talked in there about how we've lost a generation of players. Or lost a generation fans. of fans. Yes, 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 yes. And I agree with him. I, I do agree with him. But something Matt Rule said to me today when he was talking about Said to you. Off-season conversation. He actually pulled me aside when he was walking up. He was like, just so you know, this is what I'm doing. He uh no, he, he made a he made a comment about um you know summer camps and it not just being about recruiting. And he wanted to um bring in, you know, he, he said, I wanna I wanna be bringing in the eight, nine, ten year olds. And, and being able to evaluate them from that standpoint and, and how I, I agree with like being there for the evaluation and stuff like that but that's also how you build lifelong fans yep. is affecting them from their true childhood not high school not not even middle school sometimes but you get an 8 year old into Memorial Stadium for a football camp and he meets Coach Rule and he meets yep. the current players and he gets to learn one thing new that he'll keep for the rest of his life affecting the community exactly what he talked about I just think it's it's so powerful and overall from from my perspective everybody knows he was one of my top two guys from the very beginning yep. even preseason I talked about it Frost is fired these are the guys I want Bill O'Brien Matt Rule because they're program builders out of absolute rubble Yep, that's what they've done I don't think we're in near the dire position that Baylor or no. Penn State were. No. But we're in a bad spot, and, and everybody needs to recognize that and needs to give him a year or two to get things turned around. This might be a total teardown. He might lose a lot of players. When, when he went to Baylor, he lost 40 scholarship players that transferred away. And he, like you said, like you brought up many times, there was one verbal recruit that in stayed that with him. Class. That stayed, stayed with, with him. him. Yep. And, and he signed 27. Signed 27. Like a month and a half later. And you know what? They won one game that year. Yeah. And he he kind of put Trev on the spot. He said, you know, I had an athletic director that calmed the waters for me. I didn't have to do that. And that's something that we haven't seen for our coaches to this point. Yep. Bill Moose didn't do any of that. None of the guys before him, athletic director-wise, have done that. And so, you know, maybe that was a little bit of him giving, giving Trev the old nudge, like, hey, you better be ready to step up for me when 
the fan base comes from my head after we he will. Know, win four or five games next year. He will. I think he will, too. He's going to stand behind this hire, and I and I'm also... We kind of has to, I'm so, to be well, fair. I'm but. so thankful for the fact that we get Matt Rule with this situation. That yes. It's, it's not... It's not Bill Moose. No. It's not, you know, I, I think Trev takes this so much more seriously than Bill Moose took the Scott Frost hire because the Scott Frost hire was easy. Yeah. It was an easy hire. It was. It was not a search. It was a unanimous vote of confidence from everybody that voted for him to be coach of the year. It I was mean, it was literally if you don't hire Frost. You're an idiot. Get the fuck out right now. Yeah, you, you don't hire Frost, you're an idiot. As, as much as I was questioning the Scott Frost hire, I knew that that was the only hire that had to happen. It was the national slam dunk yes, hire of the year. 100%. Plain and simple. And you know what? I don't blame Moose for it. No. Because you, that's you what he had to can't. do. Like You absolutely can't. No. But he was also brought in to hire Frost. Yes. And when Frost didn't work out... Moose was like, gotta go. yeah, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm peacing out. I'm old anyway. Like, I don't give a Thanks shit. for the money. Yeah, I'll I'm, be on I'm, my ranch. And I, I appreciate <laughs> this. I'll, I'll, I'll peace out. Yeah. Y'all can deal with this on your own. Yes. And it is what it is. I think Matt Rule being hired is an amazing step forward for the program. It is. I'm fully okay with it taking three, four, five years to get back to being actually relevant. Preach. I, I'm not talking about getting back to being a bowl team because I think truly that could happen next year. I'm not putting that expectation out there, but I'm saying truly I think it could happen next year. We're definitely bowl relevant by year two. Um, I think we're definitely a... I'll put that expectation on year two. I'll put that expectation on year two. I think we're... I'll put the expectation out there. We're an eight-win team by year three. Oh, 100%. I I truly, if I'm putting a, a guess... We're, we're competing for the Big Ten West easily by year three. Well, I'm not going to say that because there won't be any divisions. Right? Okay, well, maybe. It, looking at it from landscape okay. as it sits, we would be competing for Big Ten West by year three. Because after next year, there won't be divisions. So. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, I'll, I'll say it this way, then. We'll be competing in the Big Ten Championship by year three. I'm putting that guess out there. It's not an expectation, but it's a it's a it's a guess that we will get an opportunity to be playing for eight, nine, ten wins and a shot at the Big Ten championship by year three. So I will phrase it this way: firmly not knowing the setup of the Big Ten. Yeah, we don't know. I believe that we will be firmly competing to be in the top five. Of the Big Ten. Like, like top five AP? Like, let's go. No, in the Big Ten. Like, we're going to be in the top four to five, in my opinion, in you the Big Ten. you see top 25 program? Oh, absolutely. In, in the next three oh, years? If you're in the top five of the Big Ten, you're in the top 25 program. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, we're a top 25 program in year three. I love it. So... I, I love the hire. I don't give a flying fuck who anybody else hired because of the jobs that were open, fuck you, Auburn. I don't care. Nebraska was the top job on the market. and who, Which is evident by who they hired. 
Inherit Hugh Freeze. Yes. Who's already been there, done that, failed massively. And is looking in the SEC. And is looking for an escort service in Alabama right now to yeah. bring in recruits. Um, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Auburn very clearly wasn't getting the good looks. Um, it's a joke that, well, I mean, obviously Deion Sanders' agent is really good at stirring up speculation in the media yes. because it's pretty clear no Power 5 programs of any note were no. looking at him. No. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think we came away with the best guy that was available. And, and I don't, um, I don't give a flying. People, people are, sorry, people are torturing us right now because, oh, Luke Fickle was going to go somewhere and he went to I wasn't going to mention his Nebraska. name. I was, I'm bringing him up because That's of this. That's fine. I'm bringing him up because of this. Nebraska fans that are torching the Matt Rule hire because yep. of Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin, go go out to a, a to any of the player pages um, for the hire of Luke Fickle. Go see how happy the Wisconsin fan base and the Wisconsin team are about that Luke Fickle hire. They're not. They wanted Jim Leonard. It'll be interesting to see if Leonard gets retained for the D.C. or if he goes somewhere else to work. But uh, one way or the other, I think that when it comes down to it, Especially, I know you're not as much on the keep Mickey train as I am. That's fine. I would love it if he stuck around, but even if Mickey doesn't stick, I think this is a great hire. If Mickey does stick, this becomes even more of a home run hire. I think it's going to be the 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 staff that he's going to put together is going to be amazing, and I'm just so excited to see how this thing rolls. I will say, I was not planning on mentioning his name or the school that he went to because to me the Nebraska job is a thousand times better and that's not me being a homer because you know damn well more than anybody I'm not a fucking homer uh the Wisconsin job does not compare to the Nebraska job so anybody that wants to take that job cool good for you I wish you nothing but the best outside of one game a year when you play Nebraska. But anybody that wants to sit there and say that that guy getting hired by somebody else, Nebraska could have got hit. No. Seriously. My name is Jed Burks. You can find me wherever the fuck you want. Send me your address. (laughs) I will send you all the bag of dicks. All of the bag of dicks to suck on. Wow. Because Matt Rule is the dude. Depending on where you live, he might deliver them himself. That's true. I'll hey, I travel, whatever. But I Matt Rule is the dude. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that I I one hundred percent believe Trev Alberts when he says Matt Rule is one A, but Matt Rule is at the top of the list. He might not be number one, he might be not be number two. But he's at the top of the list. And he's the guy that we hired. And he is a phenomenal hire. And anybody that says anything otherwise that we could have gotten somebody else, blah, 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 whatever. I don't give a flying fuck. We got a good hire. And I am so fucking excited. And I cannot... I hate the fact that we have to wait like nine more months for another game. Or (laughs) whether you want to do spring game. I don't care. Like whatever. I hate the fact that we have to wait so damn long. But God damn it, I'm so fucking excited! I know that I can speak for myself and Jed when I say we're tired of talking about drinking the Kool-Aid all this season. 
but we will 100% be drinking the Roulade headed into next year. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Pornester football history.